Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Lieutenant, or Reinventing Your Money. Welcome to episode 37 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for over 30 years, and professional women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including our finances, physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships, and contribution and legacy. I share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on building wealth and financial fitness. Today's episode is part of our relationship series. Well, we've made it to the last month of 2020. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed your Thanksgiving and you're finding new ways to enjoy the holiday season while staying safe as COVID numbers unfortunately are increasing again. You know, many people we all know have suffered this year because of illness or loss of a job. So I'm looking for ways to contribute this year, maybe to the food bank or other charities during this really wonderful season of giving. And one thing I'm really grateful for this year are my relationships. My family has gotten a lot closer during our hours of staying at home together. I talk to my sisters who live in other parts of the country more often. My friends and I do Zoom calls and we take socially distanced walks when we can. Now, two of my really close girlfriends are ladies that I work out with every every week. We work out on Messenger three times a week. And today I asked them what they thought was the most important thing to being a great friend. It was kind of funny because they both said the same thing at the same time, listening. And then one of them said, and holding what you hear in confidence. You know, today we're going to have a really special guest, an expert on dating and love relationships. But before I introduce her, I wanted to share about how we can hold our relationships close during the holiday season and be a great friend. I recently read an article by Dr. John Maxwell. He's a very well-known author, speaker, he's a pastor, and the author I w- or the article I was reading was called Eight Ways to Make People Feel Like a Million Bucks. 
Well, I was attracted to this article because that's what I want to do for my friends. I want to make my friends feel like a million bucks. And I want to feel that way, too. So in the article, John uh, reminds us that most people would count their relationships as one of the most important elements of a wealthy life. Human beings, we all desire more connection, having someone to rely on, have people to have fun with and to share exploring the mysteries of life together. So based on this article, I thought it might be fun to share what I believe are ways that we can all be better friends and better members of our family and make all the people that we care about feel like a million bucks. So number one, let people know that you need them. You know, it seems like we always think that we should be able to do everything by ourselves. But every person longs to be significant, to make a contribution to someone else that they care about. So let your friends know about your vision for a wealthy and meaningful life and ask for their help in making your dreams come true. You know, sometimes we are often afraid to ask our friends for help, to ask for their suggestions, their input, because we don't want to bother them or we don't want to be told no. But I think of it the other way. Don't you love to help your friends out when they ask you for help? We all love to give and support our friends. Number two, create memories together. Even when times are tough, we can still create lasting memories with our friends. And I love taking pictures of my friends and I doing something together, even on Zoom, and sharing that moment on social media, because it's kind of cool how Facebook can bring those photos back around in a year or two, and we can share that moment with our friend all over again. Number three, help your friends see the potential that you see in them. Now, I mentioned to a friend of mine who took up painting kind of late in life, how much her work impacted me. I told her, maybe you should sell those. And I encouraged her to look around for ways to do that. Well, a few months later, she called me and said that her paintings were now being hung for sale in a local gallery. You know, we can help our friends see their beauty and the possibilities for their life. Sometimes they can't see the things that we can see. Number four, we can enrich our relationships when we share what is stirring within us. When we tell someone about our new plans, our passions, then it can empower the other person to think bigger about their own dream quest. I have two mastermind groups where we push each other to think big and go for our dreams. Number five, introduce your friends to other friends and business associates in your life. Because when you help expand your net network, everyone is happier. They get to learn more, experience more, have more opportunities. I didn't used to do this, but now I see how much fun it is to share friends with other friends. Number six, find the keys to their heart. Ask your friends to tell you about their inner passions so you can come up with ways to help them live those passions. Like one of my friends loves to design jewelry. And because she spoke so eloquently and so passionately about how much she loves making things, that empowered me to find some kind of artwork that I enjoy. Number seven, practice the 30-second rule. 
Within the first 30 seconds of conversation, say something encouraging or complimentary. Now, you don't have to fake it. Really look for something to love about the other person and then tell them about it. Give your friends the AAA treatment, attention, affirmation, and appreciation. Because when you do that, they will feel like a million bucks, and you will too. And finally, take some time to write some notes of encouragement and appreciation, because when you spend the time to send a personal note, it is so worth the effort, especially now when we really are challenged by the way we're spending our time. We believe that we don't have enough time to write per personal notes anymore. But as you'll learn from my guest next week, we all have 100% control of what we do with our time. So reach out with heartfelt sentiment and give your friends a reason to smile. Sometimes we can get into the bad habit of only thinking about ourselves because we have this mind chatter that goes on constantly reminding us about what we don't have or about our problems. So practice turning your attention outward toward the people you care about, and you'll be surprised to find that your problems and worries tend to just fade away. All right, let's introduce our guest. So born and raised in Europe and moved to the States 20 years ago, Sophia Andriva has traveled extensively in over 30 countries. She has a master's degree in political science from Moscow University of International Relations. She's a dating and relationship coach, a certified matchmaker with 15 years of experience and the largest singles database in the Northwest. She has facilitated thousands of hand-picked exclusive introductions and has hundreds of success stories and happy clients at her website, sophisticatedmatchmaking.com. After 15 years of experience in the dating and matchmaking industry, in, 2000, in 2020, Sophia has revolutionized her approach to matchmaking and love coaching by combining intentional dating, energy matching, and conscious coaching. In doing so, Sophia's created a brand new matchmaking social platform for conscious singles. So check out her new website, quantum.dating. Oh, wow. Sophia, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to get into our conversation. Hello, Teresa. What a fantastic uh, presentation and such a great endorsement. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay, so <laughs> Sophia, you are a matchmaker and a dating and love coach. <laughs> this is somewhat of an unusual profession. <laughs> so tell yes, us a little bit about your path to opening your both your businesses. One is called Sophisticated Matchmaking and now Quantum Dating. Yes, indeed. And you know what? I was listening to your uh, introduction and I asked myself what 2020 brought to me. And I think what I've learned is that the most important part in my life, or my, my answer to your question was family, friends, and romance. Because uh -huh. I think that's what fills up our heart the most. And during this year, all of us appreciated it more than ever. So I see in my business the increase of need for deep, fulfilling connections more than I ever seen in 15 years of my business. Isn't that true? And we're learning about life in a different way now because of the things that we don't that we don't have right yeah. now. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and my story probably not as unusual. Uh, I am probably just as ordinary as everyone else because my past wounds pushed me for growth and that ended in the purpose of my future, which ended with some fruits, which I would love to share with um, with others, right? So, <laughs> well, and, and you know, it is true. A, a lot of us are doing our passion work because of things yes. that have happened to us in our life. So you must work with a lot of different people. So both men and women, I'm sure. So do you have a, a matchmaking story you could share with us? Um, oh, absolutely. Um, my, my personal story, actually, I will probably start with my personal story, just briefly telling you why I drifted from sophisticated matchmaking to quantum dating. And I will be very okay. brief to, to explain this. But um, I, I opened matchmaking firm in 2007 when I was very young and brave and excited. And uh, over years, I evolved and grown as a person, as a human. And um, several years ago, I absolutely collapsed in my life and all my aspirations and everything, I believed all my dreams um, turned into illusions. <laughs> and uh, my illusions tore me apart and mm -hmm. I didn't fit into my own life any longer and I lost hope. And um, I, I, I went to the woods and I was hiking two, three hundred miles a month alone for almost a year. In addition, I was doing deep inner cell work, healing, learning, and rebuilding myself from within, and that process that lasted for months. Yeah. So the biggest lesson which I've learned that changed the direction of my personal life at that time, and then later affected my business, was that self-love doesn't mean cherishing yourself with bubbles and spas. It means never trading yourself respect with dignity in exchange for love, affection, and approval of someone else. Yes. So I, um, it's, I, I, I definitely learned that you go wrong, you break down, you heal, you grow, and you help others, right? And yes. uh, my mistakes, my personal disappointments, failures that were coped with my deep personal work spiritual growth and helped me to develop my intuition muscle. And that changed my approach to the way I treat clients, understand them, see them, and able to help. And uh, I would add to this that I truly believe that the main keys to happiness for, for myself is self-actualization. It's mm -hmm. not it's not in friends relationships love or even it's really in in becoming of value when mm -hmm. you know that whatever you are can be of help for others. Exactly. And I think it's contagious because when you know that the fruits of your aspirations and your efforts helping other people it's recharging everyone around you with energy, and it must be contagious. Absolutely. I'm just loving your introduction, and we are going to have to take a quick break. So when we come back, I'll remind you to tell us the matchmaking success story. Right. So come back, right. folks. We'll be right back to a wealthy life for her.
you single and frustrated with online dating, going on blind dates, and wasting time and money hoping to meet someone in a bar? You don't have to compromise in your search for a perfect partner and settle for less than you deserve. If you are ready to fall in love, a professional matchmaker may be the best option for you. This is Sophia Andreeva, premier matchmaker, dating and relationship expert. I believe good luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. I give you the tools to be prepared to create your own luck and develop a lasting love relationship. To learn more about my matchmaking, dating, and relationship coaching, reach me online at sophisticatedmatchmaking.com and quantum.dating. That's sophisticatedmatchmaking.com and quantum.dating. Professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Are you ready to solve the challenges that are robbing you of financial independence? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and schedule a chat with a female financial planner who cares. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftana and my guest, Sophia Andreeva, dating and relationship coach and certified matchmaker. And before we took a break, Sophia, you were telling us about your, um, you know, how you, your own life progression, um, your pursuit of um, personal development led you to this, uh, to, to your profession. And I know you're really good at it. So give us some more understanding about that and your success as a matchmaker. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think um, my success as a matchmaker is uh, I can contribute to two factors. It's uh, my level of intuition and an experience. So over years, you just develop the muscle and you can see the reality around yourself with no illusions. And uh, by having an experience, you can predict what's coming. And so I just know while I look at clients, who belongs to whom. Uh, Very often people think uh, it's, (laughs) sometimes people don't believe that matchmaking business even works and it's a waste of money. But I have a lot of clients who would come to me, have have an interview, uh, give me the list of what they're looking for, uh, and then I will have the list of potential matches. We sort it out from 30, 50 people to maybe 5 to 10, and then from 10 to 5 to 1 to 2, they go out on those two dates, and one of those will be the one they would like to stop dating, put me on hold, and never come back. And that happened many times. Right. Now, now, sometimes people ask me, what are the dating rules? Do they exist? And my answer to this is everybody's situation is different. There are mm-hmm. universal love rules, like energy rules, which we're all binded by. But uh, people's situations, um, 
pretty much predetermine the level of their success. What are the factors for their matchmaking success? Is sometimes it's not just my ability to provide the right introduction, but the level of consciousness of a client, their maturity and readiness for last, lasting long-term relationships. Just about a couple of months ago, I got a client who came in uh, he is not exactly over his past relationships. And a lot of people would say, well, if they're not over the past relationship, if they didn't pass for a couple of years after their divorce, I would not want to date them. But mm-hmm. I had the last two fantastic connections when ended up a very fantastic, successful, loving relationship. And both people in both cases were recently out of their connections maybe not ready and just testing waters and they would just meet people who were so alike and so matching that this connections was exceeding and kind of overwhelming compared to what they used to have right so my point is <laughs> sometimes we put restrictions in ourselves without allowing the universe to bring us matches and um Yeah, you know, people tell me all the time about, I mean, not uh, my single friends, you know, they they say it's frustrating out there and they get burned out with with the way dating is now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, It's true. People go online. It's very difficult to meet others. Everything close. Social interactions are limited. So basically, people are locked up, and the only way to connect with us will be through uh, virtual connections, right? And and right. that's not easy, especially when uh, you have through just a paragraph online and their pictures uh, to find out is this true, is it not? With the matchmaker, it's much easier because I have the whole story. So when I put two people together, uh, the chances of them like each other is much higher. Uh, But the factors of matchmaking a success, I would say I contribute to three things. It's the database of uh, matchmaker, how many people and the quality of the database the matchmaker has. Mm, Second will be the level of intuition experience of the matchmaker and their talent to recognize and match energies. And And the third one, which is most important and highly depends on the client's level of consciousness and where they are. Because yes. I, 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 I can't, you know, it's almost like driving a car without brakes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you live with an illusion um, in a state of constant collision with reality, you can only attract a match on the same level of consciousness as your own. So when people come to me, I can't provide them better results than what they're able to catch. Right. And so what you help people do is, number one, understand their level of consciousness and then also raise it. Is that true? Well, and that's true. And I think it's the most complicated and difficult part to do because I'm feeling our illusion. It's so Mm -hmm. hard. And it's actually very painful that uh, often doing this on your own is almost impossible. Um, yeah. the, the biggest uh, the biggest teacher for this is life, <laughs> yeah. when uh, it breaks us to the core and we realize we were wrong. But there are better ways, of course, to handle this. And uh, the more conscious and more self-aware you are, the better, the more honest you are with yourself, and the more realistic you can access 
you can you can have evaluation of yourself and your significance for the other. Right. Now, you and I talked about this and you taught me about spontaneity and how value spontaneity is to uh, finding and being with that and dating that that other person. So explain to us about spontaneity and why it's so crucial for looking for a love relationship. Yes, spontaneity and intuition are my favorite are my favorite words, and they are the basically the main tools I use when I work with people. Understanding mm-hmm. spontaneity, I think, is crucial for success in the relationship in general and in, in life. So spontaneity is highly misunderstood by many. Many understand it as being impulsive and to be in the flow of the moment. But indeed, indeed spontaneity is um, the level of our vital energy. And the more illusions the person has, the lower the level of the spontaneity. So what you're saying is, is that when you, when I walk in a room and I notice that somebody has low energy, that I'm not going to be attracted to them. That doesn't, so help me understand the difference between attracting to energy and spontaneity. So when you walk into the room, that's actually a great question. When you walk into the room and you see the shy person standing in the corner, that's a person lacking spontaneity. Why do they lack the spontaneity? because they have uh, some, okay, so that person in the corner probably has a low level of self-esteem, so they have a lot of fears, and the level of their spontaneity is decreased, because now they are so dependent on thinking about how they perceive that they freeze, right? So if I am spontaneous and I walk into the room and I look around and I'm focused on you, I'm not thinking what I look like because I accept the way I am. So I'm not worried about myself and my energy flows. So I become free. The more free I become, the more magnetic I am because uh, my full acceptance of myself allows me to be sparkling and, um, and alive right? So how do we connect in that room with others? How do I catch you? Like, for example, if I, if you were, I don't know, if it, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, how do I catch your attention, right? right? So I catch your attention through imagination. If I cannot catch your imagination, I can't catch your attention. But it's oh, somewhere, oh it's through imagination. Time, I love that. Imagination will catch your attention. So now, let's say I was able to catch your imagination, maybe because you just were charmed by the way I look or what I was wearing or my hair or my smell. Something had a memory. I catch your imagination. So now mm-hmm. I, when I captured your imagination, I have your attention. So now my goal is to grow that attention. Mm-hmm. And how I keep your attention depends on my skill. And my skill depends on the level of my boundaries. And the better are my communication skills and the better are my boundaries, the more smooth I will interact with you. So if I can deliver you pleasure and I have smooth boundaries and I am able to capture your imagination and attention, I will get your spontaneity coming out of you. So charm is my ability to evade your spontaneity. So you will become comfortable and your interest will come to me with no restriction. That's spontaneity. 
right? But as soon as we are worried about if I'm liked, uh, how I'm perceived, uh, if I'm focused on what you're thinking, what you're going to do, I'm not focused anymore on you. When I think about how I'm perceived, I'm focused on myself. So in order to be most magnetic, what I should do, I should focus on you and how you feel. Basically, if you look in another person's eyes and you, you, you have to see how they feel. Are they cold? Are they happy? Are they comfortable? And if you switch attention from yourself on another, you become more magnetic. Right. And, and so there's actually a formula for becoming more magnetic. Is that right? Um, that's true. Um, there is a formula to become more magnetic. And um, as I say, it's easy to be heavy. It's hard to be light. <laughs> and what is that formula? It's an ability to unlock another person's spontaneity. Spontaneity. Add to spontaneity, willpower, and you will get personal magnetism and charisma. Uh, why is so? Spontaneity is impossible without adequate self-esteem, absence mm-hmm. of illusion, absence of expectations, and adequate self-respect. It might sound like um, empty words, but when I work with clients, one they understand it, it actually increases, um, mm, I would say, self-awareness to the point that drama, uh, conflict, um, expectations, uh, step back. And mm-hmm. what, what it means is, let me use an example. For example, you, you plan a picnic in a train. If you get upset that the plan is failed, right, you have no spontaneity. <laughs> so spontaneity will be having no expectation. Like, it's not that you don't have expectation. It will be that you are not affected by uh, your expectations not to go your way. Uh, I've heard it put this way, high, high intention, low attachment. Uh, yes, exactly. I would agree with that. Just in a different word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally. So you can let go of your intention to have a picnic, which is uh, in the sunshine, but then it rains and you can let go of it and be yes. more spontaneous because you know it doesn't say anything uh, negative about either one of you. Yes. And another way to put it, it will be if you go out for a date, for dinner, once you already ate. And some people will say, why would I go out for dinner if I already ate? (laughs) Because for a lot of people, going out for a date means to take something out of it, right? It's not perceived. If I go out, I already ate. I am not there to get full. I am there to experience this. And maybe to be surprised by some pleasure or um, some unexpected um, turn of the event. I'm I'm really understanding this is is like uh, in order for our mind to be open to whatever evolves, we must have high self-esteem, low attachment to uh, it looking a particular way, um, accept ourselves. Now, I want to ask another question before we have to take another break. So, you know, a lot of older women find themselves single again, 
we were talking on my show last month, uh, last week about divorce. So that a lot of older women find themselves single and they get up the courage to date again, but they really find it difficult to attract, you know, uh, someone different, a more yeah. compatible partner. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I would love to cover this because I mean, I have a lot of older clients whom I work with and I would love to share some of our, some of my cases with you. Yes. Okay, good, good. Oh, so I, would you I, like I, to do, again, go ahead now. We have a few minutes right now and then I'll oh, tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So really um, well, as women age, they lose spontaneity. They can't obtain power and lose the ability to enjoy life. As the result, they also lose their attractiveness as it directly connected to spontaneity. Why is so, right? Uh, what attracts others to you is only your vital energy and nothing else, right? Mm -hmm. With my 15 years of experience in matchmaking, I can confirm between two smart women, a man will pick the one who is more spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Between two spontaneous women, a man will pick the smart one always between two women one only spontaneous and one only smart and men will pick the spontaneous one in trying to explain this men will call women feminine sexy sweet alive emotional expressive i don't know spark with the eye everything what attracts women or men to women right so it's uh it, it's really all about the energy and uh as we grow as we grow, I guess, as we grow, not just women or men, I, I think it's the age things, not the gender thing. The disappointment of the past relationship, the failures of our romantic um, connections makes us uh, believe in this less. So we get right. more frustrated with this. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going on a date in the hope that another will give us a spark without right. bringing the spark in. And that right. is the connection before it's even started. Yeah, I, I'm really getting this. You know, this is something that our culture really confuses women. They, they think that the physical uh, is what a man is attracted to. And it turns out it, it really is her inner energy, her inner spark that she brings no matter where she is. Well, men are looking for emotional support, relaxation, warmth, attention, pleasure, bliss, excitement in women much more than physical attraction or intellectual stimulation. What can a smart woman with no spontaneity give to a man? She can mm -hmm. offer intellectual stimulation, but cannot deliver emotional pleasure or satisfaction. And so having high intellect is only a plus if spontaneity is present. Mm -hmm. And I meet a lot of people who are very successful, right? And they have a lot to offer but they're in a way so rigid emotionally and so rigid in the way they express themselves that um, it almost prevents them from connecting with others despite of their high significance in the other areas of their life. So wow. then they started saying that I'm too intimidating, I am um, 
you know, I'm, I'm too intimidating. Men are looking for young, beautiful, stupid women and get intimidated by smart, educated, successful, accomplished women. But it's not true. Men are not afraid of smart women. Men are afraid of boring, dry, cold, negative, I don't know, arrogant, intense, full of themselves, bossy women. Men are looking for feminine energy. That's what men are all about. Feminine energy. Oh, I'm feeling my feminine energy. (laughs) So when we come back from a break, I'm going to be asking Sophia to help us understand more about how we as women can grow our energy, that spark and our spontaneity. We'll be right back. Are you single and frustrated with online dating, going on blind dates, and wasting time and money hoping to meet someone in a bar? You don't have to compromise in your search for a perfect partner and settle for less than you deserve. If you are ready to fall in love, a professional matchmaker may be the best option for you. This is Sophia Andriva, premier matchmaker, dating and relationship expert. I believe good luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. I give you the tools to be prepared to create your own luck and develop a lasting love relationship. To learn more about my matchmaking, dating and relationship coaching, reach me online at sophisticatedmatchmaking.com and quantum.dating. That's sophisticatedmatchmaking.com and quantum.dating. According to the American Medical Association study on how women physicians are prepared for retirement, over half of women physicians believe they have unique or more complicated financial needs than their peers in other professions. Teresa Lieutenant believes that every high-earning woman deserves a truly personalized, not cookie-cutter financial plan, so she will have the best chance of pursuing her vision for a happy, healthy, and wealthy life. Explore your financial potential by joining our mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her. My guest, Sophia Andreva, dating and relationship coach, is educating us in a whole new philosophy and paradigm around dating now in these modern times. So let's continue our conversation. So, Sophia, what do women need to learn before they consider dating? You know, um, I I would correct your question a little bit. I would say (laughs) that dating will help the women to become better. So they should always consider dating what huh. they should do. Like, I, w- I would rephrase your question. I would say, what women need to learn before falling in love. Oh, I love that. So much better. Love, Thank you. They should go and practice and date and get better, right? And work on their um, struggles and block blocks on the way uh, to that fantastic connection, because uh, without experience, we really can't evolve. Reading the book or even going and talk to a coach is not going to help unless you go and um, practice mm-hmm. and uh, accumulate some experience and learn from it. 
Right. So, but 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 I do have recommendations, and I do, and I do believe that there are things that can help women in dating to be a lot more successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are those things, right? So, what yes. what the woman can do to improve her dating and romantic situation? I would say the most important thing is to be able to be absolutely brutally honest with yourself about who you are, where you're at, and to be realistically able to compare yourself with your competition. Ah. So unpeeling yourself from illusions and to have an adequate self-revelation is crucial. Unless you're able to do this, your desires are not going to be adequate to what's available to you at the current moment. And I see a lot of women struggle with this when they... Mm, you know, that they remember themselves or compare themselves today to what they used to be 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but they're not 20 years ago, we're now. So let's look at where we're at today and go from there. So where we can start, right? So what we can do uh, besides no illusions and going out and practice and have sufficient experience, uh, it's really imp- important to work on improving your communication. Right? Mm. Uh, communication skills and having uh, smooth personal boundaries is uh, is basically, without this, uh, successful dating will be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Developing so, in a yeah. Can you speak is, more to to that idea of of boundaries, healthy boundaries? Can you speak more to that? Boundaries, boundaries is uh, is also a very complicated subject. Uh, boundaries will be um, something that I would say most people have hard time uh, to recognize. How come? Until the person can see his own boundaries, he is incapable to have adequate communication. Mm-hmm. Staying in boundaries is, imp- is important so you can filter your desires and requests and only send out those that will grow your significance and not reduce it. Why I say so? Um, self-communication is always in boundaries. It's focused on delivering pleasure to another but only an open boundaries of another person, right? So if I am sending a lot of uh, flattering text messages to someone who is not interested, <laughs> that's bombarding someone's close boundaries, which only reduce your significance in the eyes of another person, right? Right. So flirting is the art of promising pleasure. Flirt, <laughs> but a flirt will be flirt only if it is, uh, is invited. If it's uninvited, it will be abusive behavior towards someone else online, right? Um, so um, people people have have full respect of the other person's choice, right? And right. have no assumptions. And basically, you you look at interactions like chess play, and you don't assume more than what another person says to you. So if somebody says that's a great evening and there is no uns- there is no further question to you, that's the end of communication. So <laughs> if you take initiative to continue this as a woman, then you are forcing it. 
It seems like there, you know, in in conversations I've had with my single friends, it seems like there's a lot of misunderstanding about communication because of this um, uh, not knowing, you know, people are trying to play a game. They're they're afraid to say what's real for them in terms of their boundaries. And I think there are a lot of illusions out there about who we are, about who the other person is. Am I right about that? Well, let me let me talk about I'm afraid to say the truth, right? Right. So why why do we have the need to say the truth? Mm-hmm. Why not to see what's in front of you? So let's say I'm an attracted to you. Do I have to say the truth that I'm attracted to you when I see zero efforts on your part to approach me? Why? I shouldn't, right? I guess healthy boundaries is no desire to explain yourself to the other. There is no need to interpret. There is no desire to achieve, to apologize, to convince, to convert, to find out more about um, the other person if it's outside of my boundaries. Um, I am not trying to get into your head and find out what your next step is. I am actually observing where you're at and, and whatever is done voluntarily I recognize and act accordingly. Let right. me uh, let me try to make it. <laughs> I would say um, maybe more clear to see. Uh, I, I will give you a visual. Like I look sometimes at love as a as a paradise bird. Like if I look at the person, it's a paradise bird in a golden cage. That golden cage is uh, someone's personal boundaries. And the bird inside that cage is that spontaneity, which we want to get out of the boundaries. So if you touch the cage, touch another person's boundaries, your significance will drop. If you grab the bird by the neck, the spontaneity, it will keep the spontaneity because you can't make anyone to fall in love with you. So how can you get that paradise bird out of that cage? Only by presenting something of value and pleasure that another is getting out of this cage voluntarily. So I see a lot of times people approaching others out of the need and love hunger. And Mm -hmm. when we have hunger for love, affection, sex, human touch, especially nowadays and this year, when we're so deprived from social interactions, people are just like jumping on each other, uh, being hungry, and that's uh, very unattractive, right? Yeah. When your whole body and your and your um, your communication style is all screaming um, about your loneliness, and uh, if you're ready to merge the boundaries with another person and completely dissolve with them, it only shows one thing that you are love hungry. Yes. And that's the opposite of spontaneity because when you're spontaneous, you have zero hunger. You have zero mm. hunger in anything. Because why? Because you are grounded, you focus on yourself and you are there to share, not to take. And they change their way communication is being built. And so you become more attractive. If you think about it, we're all attracted to those people who are very attractive. They're sparking, they're interesting, they're good-looking, they're smooth, they're intellectual, they attract us. But if they are respectful, if they are modest, 
if they are polite, if they are humble, right? Their significance is increasing in our life immediately. This makes so much sense. And it's obviously, it's obvious to me why you're really great and totally suited for (laughs) your profession. So uh, we have time for a couple more questions. So what is your quantum dating method? And how would you describe your approach as different? Well, thank you for um, bringing this up because my quantum dating method became my my new matchmaking method, which I use now when I work with clients, and it's based uh, on matching people by the level of their consciousness and their energy. Everything is energy, right? The universe yes. energy of attraction between subjects in the energy field, like boundaries, energy mm-hmm. dynamics, tools of influence, cause and cause, and etc. So our relationship with each other are nothing more than a dynamic uh, exchanges and interaction in the energy field. And I teach people how to operate this correctly so you increase your energy flow and you become more spontaneous, you grow your intuition, and you become more magnetic, right? There are three three very important uh, components to your success. It's spontaneity, intuition, self-respect. And I believe they're the main goals of my method and also the golden gates to happiness, success, and abundance for men and women. And uh, so what I do as a matchmaker, when I take the person in, they get a brutally honest feedback. Mm -hmm. I show them all their blind spots. I help to peel off the illusions of self-defenses. And I give them the tools which enables them to improve all those um, blind spots and to beat their competitors. Right? So you... I, I, I teach effective communication, sharp seduction, magnetism, and also um, allow them to be m- more realistic uh, in their evaluation of the dating marketplace so they can have uh, adequate expectations. And then I provide them with matches which are um, matching their level of consciousness and where they're at in life uh, so they can... So, so, so they can meet someone to build and become better than they are on their own. Not just someone to be with, but someone to enhance their place of being so they can have an mm, exciting long-term future with each other. Well, as I'm hearing you describe this, I'm thinking, I'm so fortunate that I did my personal work uh, about 25 yeah. years ago, and, and I attracted my husband, and we have uh, the most wonderful relationship like you're describing. And I imagine that you work with a lot of different types of people, those who are financially wealthy, and those who may wonder if they have enough financial resources to work with you. So help before we close the show, help us all understand uh, how people can work with you. Um, thank you for uh, bringing this up. You don't have to be a millionaire to work with me at all. In mm-hmm. fact, it's not a prerequisite. Your wealth and your income status is of no difference to me. What's really important is your intentions to have serious committed relationships, and those are the clients I would love to attract. Mm-hmm. If um, 
there is a lot of women who join my database for free and I provide them with introductions for my current clients with no cost at all. And uh, as a matter of fact, I would like to offer uh, all your listeners and your gu- and, and guests of your show a 45 minutes uh, phone consultation uh, free of charge. Uh, I would love to um, take the man, listen to their story, and give uh, my recommendation how they can improve their situation, what the best way to go. Uh, they can also join my database online and just type in confidentialprofile.com and at no charge join the database so I consider them to my current clients. Oh my goodness, that is so generous. And I know there's going to be a lot of women listening who will take advantage of that. Um, Unfortunately, we did run out of time. So I hope I can invite you back, Sophia, and we can get more into this because it's a deep subject that I really am interested in. So thank you so much for being here today. And next week, everyone, our guest will be Tina Mitchell, who's an author, a top mortgage lender in the nation, radio personality on KKNW. She's founder of a software and a media company, one of the most successful women I know. And we're going to be talking about her one-time-your-business time management system. So this is a really a must-listen, especially at this time of year as we plan for next year, if you want to learn how to manage your busy life more effectively. So thank you, everyone, for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. Thank you for listening to the show. And if you enjoyed yourself, please share with your family and friends. And you can subscribe to our podcast on any favorite podcast platform. Thank you, Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, who composed our theme music. Eric Burris, my producer, the support staff of Financial Advocates, and everyone at KKNW, 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa. T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant, and sign up for our free financial fitness quiz at reinventinghermoney.com. Remember, ladies, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thanks for being here. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.